Hi, and welcome to episode 22 of Leadership Untitled with Karen Turner. That is me. I help leaders build influence and build businesses. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Today's episode is about how to develop a mindset focused on innovation and how to keep focused on innovation. So I've had this notebook, my pink notebook, (laughs) my little pink book instead of my little black book. It is my ideas notebook. And I've had it now for just over a year. Truthfully, I don't remember. I don't. (laughs) I've tried to remember how long I've had it for. But I know that it's holding ideas from at least the past three years. So the reason I ended up buying the book was that I had ideas everywhere. If there's one thing that I have shared pretty consistently across social media is my love of journals, of notebooks. I have just right here behind me, for those of you who are listening and not watching, um, I'm pointing to a desk, modified desk storage. I can't think of the name. Oh, a bureau. Uh, I'm pointing to my bureau that's behind me to a cabinet door. If I were to open it, literal notebooks would fall out because I don't just love to collect brand new notebooks. I also keep all of my notebooks. So I love my collection. (laughs) I'm not changing it. I think there's a reel on Instagram that talks about it's not an addiction, it's a collection. And that is exactly what my love of notebooks and journals is. So that said, one of the downsides is that there's always a notebook or a journal around me so that when I get an idea, whether it was when I was at work or on my way home, stopped at a stoplight, I would just grab whatever notebook was available, and write that idea down. In about a month or so, I would say, hey, I thought of something that was really clever, and I have no idea where to find it. And so after years, and I mean years closer to a decade of this habit, I decided to put it to an end and get one notebook dedicated to ideas. And I wanted it to be small so that it could always be with me. It'll fit in whatever purse I have so that I it's always around. And so instead of reaching for whatever notebook, I know I always have my pink little notebook around me. So <laughs> that said, I transferred. I went through as many of my journals, which... If you keep journals, I highly recommend that you go back and revisit them. Even your work ones, I recommend that you go back and visit because uh, it's just, it's nostalgic. It, I hopefully for some of you isn't triggering, um, but for me, it reminds me of the work that I have done, the ideas that I have had that I've been able to implement. Sometimes we get stuck in the current day and we, or whatever problem we're trying to solve, and we... <laughs> kind of lose track of of how awesome we are. So huge tangent to start the show off. Maybe I'm getting too comfortable because now I'm letting you into a little bit of how my mind works. But I, before preparing for the podcast, so almost every day, I'm either writing in this book, 
looking at my notebook. And so in preparing for the podcast every week, I look through my ideas notebook. And this week, what caught me was my note here that says, watch other industries for growth and new ideas. So for growth ideas, for new ideas. Coupled with that, uh, before everything that I have done, I am a mom and I'm a mom to a six-year-old and a four-year-old. And my six-year-old is almost done kindergarten, which is incredible. And I'm a homeschool mom, so I'm very involved in her education. Uh, Part of what we do is online school. And after I had decided to do today's podcast on innovation, I... We were doing one of her last modules, and it was an emotional moment, but we were doing one of her last modules, and it was on innovation. So they're talking about innovation, and and by they, I mean the education system, talking about innovation, helping and beginning to plant the seeds that are already there in our children, but helping them to learn how to harness it in an effective manner and not squash it. I was like, I wish that there was more of that, you know, as I was growing up or that focus on developing a mindset of innovation. And it is something that my husband and I are committed to with our children. But it's key to each and every one of you listening. I just finished my first class. Well, it's been a couple of weeks since I finished the first class of my doctoral journey. And as part of that class, there was a there was reading and a paper on innovation, radical business innovation. And I read a study that had to do that that measured the ability for different team members, leaders specifically, that measured the ability of different managers, directors, leaders to innovate and the ability to see new trends. Before I jump into the results and where that led to, I want to set the key for why you should care, set the foundation for why you should care. You as a leader are at a time where there's so much influence, so much emerging technology. We are at another point, another pivotal point of technology where ideas are just colliding. And I'm sure we all have a problem keeping up, but I'm encouraging you, again, as leaders, whether you're a leader by title or by influence, to recognize the importance of keeping your mind focused on the future, keeping an eye towards the future and thinking about what is around the corner. One of my uh, five, one of my top five strengths from Strength Finders is futuristic. And so for me, it is something that does come naturally, but I also believe that it, even if it's not in your top five or top 10 of strength finders, so many people have gone through that, um, I guess, kind of personality leadership skills assessment, you can develop it and you can build it. And that's what we're going to talk about. This past Friday, 
Derek and I, my husband, Derek, we gave a talk for one of the largest banks in Canada on NFTs, our NFT 101 class that I've shared, that we, we, we shared, I shared towards the beginning of the year. And if you want to learn more about why I'm passionate about crypto and the NFT space and why as leaders, you can't like keep your eyes closed about it, please go back and revisit. I think it's episode four or five of the podcast, but go, go listen. If you haven't, go listen. Um, it's in the title. So go back, find that episode and give it a listen for why I think it's important for us to focus on or think about crypto and the NFT emerging technology. In our presentation, you know, we shared a brief history of the internet from the first age to the second age to the third age or web three, where we are entering into now. And so during the Q&A session, one of the participants asked a really great question about what he, what we thought the fourth age could look like. And Initially, both Derek and I looked at each other like, oh, we were prepared for a lot of questions, but this question had never been asked to us before. And so I immediately punted it to Derek, who looked at me and was honest. He said, I don't know. You know, and we had a very good conversation from the place of, I don't know, but let's try and imagine. Because truly, a decade ago, even five years ago, I couldn't have imagined where we are now. And so if you are not thinking forward, and I do consider myself someone who is forward thinking, and, you know, and so I'm, I'm ready to embrace the new and think about how to apply it in unexpected ways. If you're someone who's not continually finding ways to learn new things to keep your proverbial ear to the ground, then these changes that are coming, and they are coming, are even harder to embrace. It's a superpower. Remaining focused on innovation is a superpower, no matter what your title is. Again, whether you're a leader by title or by influence. So going back to the study now, <laughs> to the study where they measured the ability of different managers, directors, leaders in one specific organization. So it was a small sample size in a specific organization and their ability to innovate and see new trends. What the study showed were that managers, directors, leaders of core business had less ideas that were on trend um, and their ideas were more about how to make small changes, perhaps incremental changes to processes that are already in place, that were already in place, compared to those leaders who were in roles focused on, for example, business development. That's a department that I know exists in many healthcare industries. In this particular company, in the study, they actually had a team, an innovation team. And then they added in, that was internal, then they added in an external comparison to innovation-minded trend noters within that specific industry. So internal innovation department was very close in terms of the ideas that they were thinking of for their company when compared to the external innovators in that field. 
but the managers, leaders, et cetera, of the core business were woefully behind. Now that might not seem surprising to you and it, you know, when you're focused on core business, but it, what it said to me is that at that level of managing core business, which so many of us are responsible for doing, concerns such as job security, um, am I going to innovate myself out of a job, for example, um, business disruption, I don't want anything to come in and disturb the processes and the fine-tuned machine that I have helped or continue to help move along. Just fear of change overall you know, are some of the main reasons that the leaders of core business assigned to manage the core business were concerned about making changes and didn't think as broadly, as widely as those specifically tasked to that same duty. Many companies don't have a necessarily a business development department or an innovation team. And a lot of that strategic thinking falls to the same people who are managing core business. And if you're thinking, well, I'm a director, middle management or above, and I manage core business, am I not innovation focused? And if that's running through your mind, then I applaud you because as I was, because that means that you care and you're ready to make that shift. Well, as I read the study and as I worked on my paper, I thought about my career. And as I shared, one of my strengths is futuristic thinking. But I, I also <laughs> knew that in my career, while I was quick to embrace change, I threw out a lot of ideas about how we could, um, how organizations where I worked for could move to the next level, could scale, could be creative and imaginative, and not all of my ideas <laughs> were adopted. But, and while I could think of a number of ways that I could demonstrate my focus on innovation, there were also very glaringly red <laughs> times where I could think of that I led with fear. I had the fear of job security, of business disruption, and the thought of someone coming to me and saying, hey, we're going to be doing X, Y, and Z, and I didn't react in my typical, okay, let's do it. Let's figure out how we can do it. I was leading with fear, and I recognized as I thought about those times, again, writing this paper, it was almost exclusively, or they were almost exclusively, when the day-to-day -day was chaotic. And this was at any title level. When the day-to-day -day was chaotic, when I was overwhelmed by a lack of staff, when I was personally having to take on the task to ensure that the day-to-day -day operations were moving forward, I could not even think about or even welcome the thought of innovation or of change. And I know that many of you who are listening, whether you have messaged me privately, we've had a conversation in person, I know that so many people are feeling like I don't have the time to think about and develop that innovation mindset. What I'm thinking about is how to make incremental change just to survive. And I want to help you move out of survival mode into thrive mode. 
And whether you're thinking about this from your career in a corporate environment or you're a founder or an owner and thinking about like, I can't still be doing these day-to-day things and think of ways that my company can grow and can scale. So I want to share with you now, because I know that's how some of you are feeling, my top strategies, my top tips, my top tools and techniques for developing an innovative mindset. So one, I want you to delegate, okay? I talk about effective ways of delegating in episode 21. It's a whole episode. It is not just philosophy that I'm sharing. It's not just theory. I go and give you very concrete ideas, very concrete actions for you to take, steps for you to take so that you are in a position to delegate effectively. And if you want to talk about what that looks like for you specifically, you know I'm here for you. So you can email me at Karen, K-A-R-E-E-N at leadershipuntitled.com. You can also find me on LinkedIn where you may be watching this on Facebook or YouTube as well. We're streaming live and reach out to me through direct message on Instagram as well. I'm, I'm everywhere as Karen V. Turner or a variation of that. So reach out. Let's have a conversation. So the first thing is to delegate check out episode 21. The second part is that I want you to block out your calendar. And I have talked about how I block out my calendar in previous episodes as well. Listen, this is a plug now for the rest of the podcast, (laughs) Leadership Untitled with Karen Turner. I am sharing with you here every week concrete strategies to help streamline your day, help you be more effective working towards the goals that you have set for yourself, the targets that you have set for yourself. So go listen, because you're going to hear this every time in episode number, whatever I address this. But I do talk about how to schedule your day, how to block your day so that you are not going from either meeting to meeting or that you are just bombarded with just the day-to-day. You're bombarded with team members coming in, and that's what we're here. We're servant leaders. But you will not be able to develop that innovation mindset if you are if you are busy every minute of the day. Empower your team where you can so that you have time to block out your calendar so you can focus on learning. I want you to find a way to plug into your industry, into your field, into your specialty. What does that look like? Is it joining a network? Is it going to in-person events now that we're starting to open up? Finding a way to plug in. Is it attending a virtual conference? Is it attending a conference in person? There is such power in being around others who are like-minded and want to think about how to grow. Not just personally, but again, in whatever industry, field, or specialty that you find yourself. And there are times that I've gone to conferences, I have gone to um, get a certification, and I have aha moments that are unrelated to what I'm learning. 
just being in a space where learning is encouraged and you turn off your operations, the leadership mind for a certain amount of time, the ideas flood through because you have those ideas. You have them. You are creative. And then this is what prompted the start of, this is what prompted the topic of this podcast, what I wrote in my notebook, watch other industries for growth ideas, new ideas. So think outside of the box. I want you to find another industry, something that interests you that's not necessarily related to what you do, because you will see how they, how that industry, that field, that specialty is navigating some of the same issues. And you might get ideas. You might even get ideas on how to use the technologies or the specialties, the software that that industry is developing and apply it to where you are. So don't be afraid to expand your horizon and step into other spaces to learn, such as crypto or NFT or Web3 virtual reality. Immerse yourself in something brand new. Then I want you to, so now we've delegated, we're blocking off our calendar for learning, for continuing education, for conferences. We're setting aside a budget. We're making the case with our leader if that's needed to, to for this learning. And even pause, even if your company, your organization isn't supportive of learning, which if of paying for you to learn and grow in your role, then I encourage you to still do it, to find a way to still do it. Then I encourage you to assess if where you are is the place where you need to be because organizations, forward-thinking organizations, innovative organizations recognize the importance of professional and personal development and are happy and have budgeted for their team members because they recognize how it benefits the organization overall. The next one is to develop a hobby. I want you to do something that you love outside of where you work, outside of even following another industry. Is it painting? Is it, you know, creating videos and reels on Instagram? Is it coloring? Is it playing with Lego? You know, all the things that my girls do. But I have developed the love of coloring. I had tried it when I worked full-time years ago, and it was supposed to be a relaxing activity. It was not. And so I put it aside, and recently I've picked it back up, and it's just fun. I don't do it for relaxing, although that's what ends up happening. It's just fun, and I enjoy challenging myself in that way. Is it fashion? Is it sewing? Is it creating? Whatever it is, I want you to Find a hobby that you can spend some time with during some time doing during the week because that is truly what unlocks your creativity. It's almost the same as going to a conference or, you know, whether in person or virtual. It allows you to step away for your mind, the part of your mind that's always thinking about work, always thinking about your business, to turn off momentarily and focus on something else. And in doing that, that unlocks the creativity that's not just about 
the hobby that you're working on, but other ideas, because that's the way our brain work, will pop in about your business or uh, will pop in about your company, your organization. But develop a hobby to allow and to build your creativity. Networking specifically. So again, as I shared, um, scheduling time to learn. Networking is part of that, but it's also separate. So find a way to, again, connect into, to plug into your field, into other fields so that you are continually learning. And then I encourage you to get your own pink, orange, black, brown ideas notebook, you know, so that as you are doing all of going through all of these action steps and as the ideas are flooding your mind, write them down. This book is only for me, you know, and I share some with my husband, the ideas, but that's my book. So I don't censor myself and I encourage you not to censor yourself. Not all your ideas will be accepted. Not all of your ideas will come to fruition. The act of writing down your idea, it's acknowledging what your brain shared with you and it's creating that muscle for innovation. It's creating the muscle for that futuristic thinking. So delegate and get some tasks off of your list. However, whatever that looks like. Again, check out episode 21. Block your calendar so that you have time to learn. You have time to network. Develop a hobby. (laughs) Find a way to get to build your creativity, to find an outlet for your creativity. Plug into other industries that are not related to yours at all. And then Get yourself a notebook and log every idea that comes to your mind. Even if you have no idea, you have no idea how you could bring it to fruition, how you can actually execute it on it. That's not what this notebook is about. This notebook is about honoring my ideas. And I know I'm looking at you. And if you're not watching, I'm speaking directly to you who are listening to say that the ideas are there. Don't tell me that you're not creative. Don't tell me that you're too busy. You have the ideas and you are creative beyond what even you have experienced so far. You need to change your environment. You need to update your mindset to create that fertile field for innovation to take hold. And it will become your natural way of thinking beyond the incremental changes. We're talking about radical innovation. I want to know, when was your last aha moment that excited you? When was your last radical, innovative idea where it almost scared you as you were thinking about it? And if it hasn't happened in the last month, then I need you today to schedule time to begin developing the mindset and the fertile ground for those ideas. Because we need ideas that are scary. We need ideas where <laughs> that are so big, big, hairy, audacious ideas instead of big, hairy, audacious goals, instead of a BHAG, a beehive, big, hairy, audacious ideas so that we can continue to move forward to innovate. We've come to the end of episode 22. I, every week, encourage you to share. If you found this episode helpful, and I know that you did, and I thank you for sharing that with me, 
every week I hear from you. So share, feel free to share this episode, share it, not just with your colleagues, but also with your team, um, share it with your network so that I and you can work together to build a community of influential leaders. Thank you so much for being here. I will see you next week for episode 23. Bye.